0: Hello and welcome to Baylor Connections, a conversation series with the people shaping our future. Each week we go in depth with Baylor leaders, professors and more discussing important topics in higher education, research and student life. I'm Derek Smith and today we are talking about postdoctoral research. Postdoctoral researchers play an integral role in Baylor research across campus. Nearly 90 postdocs serve in departments all across the Baylor campus, nearly half of which have been hired in the last three years as a part of Baylor's postdoctoral hiring program. Our guests today are Blake Thomas and Michelle Herridge. Blake serves as manager of Baylor's postdoctoral scholars program. Dr. Michelle Herridge is a a postdoctoral teaching fellow in Baylor's Academy for Teaching and Learning. And the Postdoctoral Scholars Program, of which they're part, is the fruit of substantial investment by Baylor, nearly $12 million since 2019, to be exact, to attract top postdocs to campus and to support them both personally and professionally within the university community. Well, Blake and Michelle, it's great to have you here. Bla- great to have you uh, talk about uh, this position that I imagine we will find people have heard of, but maybe they don't know everything about. So, Michelle and Blake, I really appreciate you coming on today.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having
2: us. Thank you very much.
0: Absolutely. Well, I wanna ask you both this and, and, and Blake, I'll start with you and then M- Michelle, you can jump in. What percentage of people when you say postdoc give you a look that they're kind of vaguely familiar with it, but are a little bit unsure about exactly what a postdoc does?
2: You know, Derek, when I'm on the campus, uh, when I'm on campus at Baylor, uh, I find most people are pretty familiar with what a postdoc is and what they do uh, out in the, out in the, in the, uh, out in the rest of the world, though, I find that a postdoc is not uh, a position that is very well understood by most of just the general population. What about you, Michelle?
1: Yeah, I think that that was said really well. Um, I am still explaining to even my close friends it, what it is exactly that I do every day.
0: Yeah, well, we're going to find out a little bit more about what that is and paint the picture maybe for people who don't know more about this role and its importance to the individual scholar and to the universities at which they uh, at which they attend. So, Blake, could, could I have you give us the definition here: What is a postdoctoral researcher, and what role does that position play in higher ed?
2: Well, the National Postdoctoral Association has a definition of postdoc that they put out, uh, and they call a postdoctoral and they refer to a postdoctoral scholar as an individual holding a doctoral degree who's engaged in a temporary period of mentored research and/or scholarly training for the purpose of acquiring the professional skills needed to pursue a career path of his or her choosing. Postdocs are very important parts of the university community. Uh, you'll find postdocs working at most universities as well as at Baylor all across campus uh, from the traditional hard sciences to the social sciences uh, and even in the arts and humanities, we find postdocs as well. Postdocs perform a variety of different tasks within their labs, within their departments. Uh, they may be actually doing the hands-on research work uh, that goes on in the lab. They may be writing proposals for uh, to help the they may be writing proposals to help their labs secure funding for future research. And they're often, you'll often find postdocs writing uh, scholarly articles and books, manuscripts, uh, to disseminate the results of the research from their lab. So they're really a very important part of the research that goes on all across campus.
0: Visiting with Blake Thomas and Michelle Herridge. So now, Michelle, with that definition in mind, You recently you've been at Baylor about a year in this position after earning your PhD. And I know you have career goals that you want to, you know, achieve as an independent scholar. So when you think about your future, how important to what 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 is what does this postdoc step mean to you as you think about where you've been and where you're going?
1: Yeah, so I think that a postdoc is so important because it gives another perspective. Um, After a PhD program, you know, you've grown up sort of under a primary investigator, whoever your boss was during graduate school, and you learn so much from that person, but you also learn that, you know, one perspective usually. So doing a postdoc position really gives me an opportunity to uh, branch out, learn another way of doing things, another style of doing research, uh, giving me additional mentorship, Uh, By various people so that I can be uh, better suited for my future goals. Um, I'm hoping to continue in higher ed, uh, hopefully going into a faculty position and so learning additional ways to do the faculty position um, is really going to support me. And meanwhile, I'm learning those skills and improving my research, improving my writing, getting teaching opportunities without having to take on the full role of an assistant professorship, um, really giving me time to understand who I wanna be as a faculty member um, and really deciding where it is that I wanna go uh, with my future because I'm a postdoc now and have the, the, the freedom and the support to do that.
0: Michelle, you know, I know there's probably some similarity, some overlap when you think of yourself as a as a doctoral student versus being a postdoctoral researcher, how different is it this last year being able to focus on some of these things without the pressure of having to pursue your PhD, is that the biggest difference or what are some of the other differences.
1: Yeah, um, I think some of the biggest differences are that idea that I get to have a lot more control. So um, in my position now with the ATL, I uh, have a lot of uh, leadership in, as far as writing proposals, being a primary investigator myself, um, leading the charge on some new uh, projects and new ideas, still, you know, aligning to the research and the goals of the department that I'm in, but still saying, you know, I, I have done this once. Let me try it. Maybe not quite uh, as, um, not quite as strong of training wheels, but still still taking the first step, still figuring it out. And so the difference for me has really been Um, Being able to build things uh, that are my own ideas and and fitting, figuring out how to meet the goals and the missions of the university and my department without being handed a project that I need to be a part of.
0: You know, Blake, as Michelle describes this, as, as you have stood up and grown at the Postdoctoral Scholars Program here at Baylor uh, what is unique about the postdoc position within the university setting, and, and what are some of the reasons it's important to provide a support office, a support group, and different ways for them to plug in?
2: Well, a, a postdoc is a unique sort of time in, in one's career because they're a postdoc is not a graduate student anymore, but they're also not part of the faculty. They're in a sweet spot between being a graduate student and being a faculty member themselves. And so as a result, uh, you know, as Michelle mentioned, that does give some, some benefits in terms of the freedom that it can provide. It can also be a, a bit of a lonely time. Uh, it can be a time when there's not a lot of, of connections possible because... They are Because a postdoc is not a part of one of those two groups, either graduate student or faculty. And so what we want to do, and as we look at peer institutions around the country, uh, we found ways that other universities are supporting their postdocs, and we wanted to be able to provide that same level of, of support to our postdoc community as well. As we were doing some of the research prior to setting up this office, we looked at factors that make postdocs more likely or less likely to be happy and successful in their roles. And what we found is that postdocs are happiest and most successful when there's a match between the expectations of the postdoc coming into the position and the expectations of the principal investigator or the mentor that the postdoc works for. And so what we hope to do is give postdocs the tools that they need to be active participants in their own mentorship so that they can have a clear sense of their own needs and their own ideas and their own expectations, and they can bring that to the table as an active participant and an active part of the lab working in collaboration with their mentors.
0: Blake, as we talk about this, you know, uh, positions like the one that Michelle holds here, we have a lot more of those than we did uh, three or four years ago at this time. Let's go back to 2019 a minute. I remember when we set up the postdoctoral hiring program, how did it begin? What spurred it and what were the goals?
2: The postdoctoral hiring program got started because we recognized that if our goal was to reach R1 classification, which of course it has been for a number of years, When we looked at the ways in which we wanted to approach getting to that R1 classification, we looked at the metrics that the Carnegie Foundation uses to determine uh, where a university is ranked. And the number of postdocs that are on a campus uh, is one of the metrics that they use to evaluate universities for that R1 designation. And that's not just chasing that metric for the purposes of chasing a metric. Uh, It is a metric in R1 classification because of the importance of postdocs to that university community. And so uh, Dr. Brickhouse's uh, leadership on this led to the establishment of the hiring program, which really brought a great influx of really talented postdocs to campus and uh, really gave Baylor the opportunity to make some great strides in that area very quickly.
0: You know, to your point that it's about more than metrics, you look at the postdoctoral scholars program that a lot of it is either morphed into or just sort of you graduate to once you, you, you get here. Um, how did you build, say, okay, we're attracting more more postdoctoral scholars here. How do we serve them as you just described, help the expectation meet the reality and, and, and plug them in? So how have you built towards doing that in the program itself?
2: Well, a lot of that work involved uh, looking at some research that had already been done in other places about uh, postdocs and looking at at factors that worked uh, either positively or negatively to impact the the success of that arrangement. And once we knew what some of those factors were that positively impacted postdoc happiness and success, we started to look at peer institutions around the country and saw how are they providing, uh, how are they creating the circumstances where those positive factors are most likely to exist. And so a lot of what we did involved really just looking around campus at resources that already existed in one form or another and bringing them all together into one place where we could offer them to postdocs uh, and serve as something of a clearinghouse where postdocs can find information that while it probably exists in lots of different places, it hadn't ever been collected together uh, in one place before. That's great. So Michelle,
0: I you know so now we got to a- ask you you know how have you been able to be involved and what are some ways that you've been able to interact uh, with the office and it trying to uh, reach its goals and working with you?
1: Yeah, um, I was really excited this past spring. We um, I was working with the office to host a workshop on um, applying for faculty positions, specifically uh, some of the documents and statements that you write as part of those packets. Um, I know that this fall, we're hoping to extend that even further and do a multi-week series of as a postdoc, um, what materials do you need to apply for faculty positions? How do you search for those? um, And really supporting other postdocs as a postdoc as we look ahead to what's the future Uh, for all of us. So it's been a pleasure to work with Blake. It's been a pleasure to work with other postdocs and continue to support um, professional development because it's part of my role with the Academy for Teaching and Learning is to do professional development for faculty. um, And with the postdoctoral office, I get to also help postdocs in a very similar way.
0: This is Baylor Connections. We are visiting with Blake Thomas, manager of Baylor's Postdoctoral Scholars Program in the Office of the Vice Provost for Research, and Dr. Michelle Herridge, postdoctoral teaching fellow in Baylor's Academy for Teaching and Learning. And uh, and Michelle, you, you mentioned the work you do with ATL. You know, Baylor isn't where you attended undergrad. So as we talk about your work with ATL, first, I'm just curious, you know, What was it uh, that attracted you to Baylor and how did that kind of intersect with your academic background and goals?
1: Yeah. So um, as I said, I work with the ATL now doing professional development. My master's and my PhD are both in chemistry and I focus on chemistry education research. Uh, And I really have thought a lot about assessment in particular and in general instructional choices. So coming out of my um, doctoral work, I was really interested in broadening my experiences and working uh, beyond just the chemistry department and getting experiences with all of the sciences. And in fact, uh, arts and humanities as well now to really understand um, instructional choices that are made by all level of instructors in all disciplines. And so being at Baylor really gave me an opportunity in this particular position. Um, I am a STEM education um, support person with the ATL. So I get to work with a lot of different people, Um, but I also really get to understand how higher ed is structured. Um, Being in uh, the Academy for Teaching and Learning, I'm not within a specific discipline and I get to understand a lot more about these different types of support structures um, and really gain an appreciation that I don't think that I would have had um, or been exposed to in a different institution or different position.
0: Is your role even unique in the world of postdocs? I know most of the postdoctoral researchers I've met, if you know, they're a chemistry or they're in environmental yeah. science, you've got a really all-encompassing kind of role.
1: Yeah, um, I was so excited when I heard about this position, um, and when I applied, I, um, you know, one the most excited I've ever been after um, an interview was with my first round here at Baylor. Um, it is a very unique position. Uh, while there are positions that are similar for education research, this one uh, being housed in an institute or a center for teaching and learning. Um, is very unique and I think is going to benefit me greatly going forward as far as um, the diversity of experiences. Uh, That being said, I do, you know, I graduated from a hard science program. I know a lot of people going into or currently in hard science postdoc positions um, and I know that they also feel very passionately about their position. So I think we all end up where we need to be um, and I I think that the postdoc Uh, experience is always going to help you grow and is always going to be, you know, as I said, that sweet spot between grad school and a faculty position um, where you just get to learn so much and really invest in learning for the sake of learning. Um, So I am so excited to be at Baylor. I've been having a great time. I love what I do. I get excited to go to work every day. So,
0: Blake, I want to ask you now, when potential postdocs are looking at Baylor or when they are, you know, officially coming to Baylor, what are some of the ways that you let them know you're here? When do you, when do you get involved?
2: You know, we don't really have much involvement with postdocs uh, prior to the point they, uh, prior to the point that there's an offer and an acceptance uh, of employment, uh, but once, once they've officially accepted the position. Uh, their faculty mentor puts them in touch with us, and uh, we reach out just to welcome them to Baylor. Uh, we also offer them a, an orientation where we sit down with them one-on-one, usually over Zoom these days, and uh, just tell them a little bit about our office, tell them a little bit about the resources that we offer, and just offer to answer any questions that they have as they prepare to enter this new phase of their life. Uh, a lot of postdocs are coming into the position. Uh, they're not coming in alone, they're either married or have a partner, or they may have children that are that are coming with them. And so we want to help them to feel like they're not just coming here for a job, that they're really coming here to be part of a community. And so that involves things like directing them toward resources about schools or childcare, uh, directing them toward ways they can help their spouse or partner find uh, a position in Waco. Uh, and so we really want to, we really want to give them the feeling that we're here to support them professionally as well as personally. Absolutely.
0: So uh, you mentioned some of those resources. You know, once the year starts, are there some annual things on the calendar, whether it's on a weekly or monthly basis or even annually basis that stand out?
2: Sure. Uh, you know, as Michelle alluded to, we do have monthly workshop sessions where we bring a speaker to uh, to meet with the postdocs and present on a variety of different topics. Uh, we've covered things anywhere from searching for research grants to help with funding uh, to tips on presenting your research to a non-scientific audience, uh, to, as Michelle mentioned, a great session that she actually led on uh, putting together some important application materials uh, as the postdocs are going out to look for faculty jobs. The topics that we cover in those those workshops are aligned with the six core competencies identified by the National Postdoctoral Association. And so the goal is to help our postdocs to gain a more solid footing in any of those uh, in any of those competency areas where they may need a little bit of additional development to help them to become ready to move on to their own independent research career. That's great.
0: Well, uh, Blake and Michelle, as we wind down, we have a couple of minutes left on the program. I, I want to ask you, you know, as you ta- alluded to earlier, Blake, uh, you know, we've recruited profet- we've recruited postdocs here, excuse me, as we thought about moving towards our one, uh, our one recognition, and, and we are there. So, Michelle, I guess you can always tell people that Baylor didn't reach R one until you got here, and maybe take some credit there, <laughs> there somewhere. But I know that had to be exciting for both of you. And uh, you know, when you think about uh, R one, what what role do you feel like postdocs have been able to, to, to play in that? And uh, but, you know, Michelle, you might have a different perspective. Blake will have a different perspective. But I'll ask you, what did that mean to you?
1: Um, so I think that Baylor reaching R one. Um, you know, I have been at quite a few different universities now, and uh, I am excited for Baylor to engage in research at a level where there are opportunities for postdoctoral work um, to sort of build the footprint and show uh, the impact of research on a uh, at a school where teaching is so important. So I think uh, Baylor. Really does a great job with the undergraduate experience and reaching R one and involving postdocs um, doesn't uh, diminish that at all. And I think that Baylor has really proven that that's possible, which is very exciting to see.
2: Well, as I mentioned, you know, it's widely recognized throughout academia uh, what an important role postdocs play, and so uh, we're just so thrilled to have them as as part of our community. You know, as Michelle mentioned. The postdoc experience uh, involves the postdoc getting a new set of perspectives and a new set of experiences from their career. Uh, and I think that really works both directions. One of the great things about uh, having postdocs come to the university is the experience and the expertise that they bring from other, from other perspectives and in other areas that their, post, that their mentors may not, uh, may not have. And so just the same way that a postdoc comes to Baylor and expands their own experience, those postdocs also bring uh, research expertise, research capabilities, uh, research competencies that may not have been represented on campus before. And so it's really, and so the benefits of that arrangement really work both ways. The hope is that as our postdocs continue to contribute to the research environment here at Baylor, and they go off and pursue their own very successful research careers in the future, that that reflects highly on Baylor and on the experience that they received here. And so that continues to help us here at Baylor to accomplish our mission as we, uh, as we seek to raise the profile of the university and we seek to really expand the impact of the work that we're doing here beyond our campus into the rest of the world.
0: That's great, it all works hand in hand uh, for sure. Well, Blake and Michelle, I really appreciate you taking the time to not just give us a postdoc 101, but to really take us inside the role and, and what it means and all the great work that's taking place here. So thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank
2: you so much for having us.
0: Dr. Michelle Herridge, Postdoctoral Teaching Fellow in Baylor's Academy for Teaching and Learning, and Blake Thomas, Manager of Baylor's Postdoctoral Scholars Program, Our guest today on Baylor Connections. I'm Derek Smith. A reminder, you can hear this and other programs online at baylor.edu slash connections, and you can subscribe to the program on iTunes. Thanks for joining us here on Baylor Connections.